The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and, of course, spoilers, and we'll go into detail about the crap we discuss. So if you haven't read, listened, watched, or in other ways experienced the items about which we are talking, you might want to come back later. It's the same movie played backwards. By the yeah. <laughs> Okay, everybody. Hey, we've got a special bonus episode for you right now. We want to talk about Transformers 2. The Electric Revenge, Boogaloo. The Revenge of the Fallen. All three of us Revenge saw this Revenge of the Screenwriter. Week. Oh, no, Optimus. Oh. They're going to tear down the rec center. We need to start popping. Energon. <laughs> <laughs> Energon. Um... Why'd they have to kill Jazz before the breakdance sequence? Yeah, Boogaloo Shrimp turns into a moped. <laughs> okay, so let's... All right, so where do you guys want to start on this? Um, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you already know... Twitter? My, I, my yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. One word review. Boring. Yep. That's two words. No, it's one word with a big long or in the middle. A yeah. boar is a pig. And I was a ring I was honestly too angry to be bored. Why were you angry? Uh, actually, a lot of reasons. Um, it was just one gigantic action sequence okay. without with with only very tenuous plot. Right in between. Right. Um, it wasn't even the same plot. Nineteen different like plot hooks are introduced, none of which are really followed. Right. I would agree with you on that. Um. Some of which are only tenuously followed, like uh, um, Sam's parents get kidnapped right. halfway through the movie, right. and then it's almost, you know, it's it's like maybe not even halfway, like it's three quarters of the movie before you see them again. Yeah, the last ten minutes. Right, and and they just drop them in the middle of the battlefield. They're not like, human child, stop running or we kill your parents. They just drop right, them in. Right, right, right. And then try to squish them along with Sam. Yeah. Why didn't they squish them earlier? That's all they were going to do with them. Exactly. Um, you know what's really sad though? Yeah, this is what's really sad. The thing that struck me most was not the terrible plot; it was the reuse of existing character names. To where I'm like, Sideswipe is a Lamborghini. Sideswipe is not whatever the hell that silver thing is. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing that most of the robots you didn't know what they were. There were a couple of uh, Mini Coopers, the the racist, right. the racist twins, <laughs> the racist twins. My God, that was terrible. Ugh. Um, and for the most part, none of the robots really transformed into anything except for meteors to robots, yep. especially all the Decepticons, well, especially. There were six new Autobots, which were not dealt with. Are you kidding me? Didn't you see the female motorcycle chicks? Yeah. For three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a new silver sports car, three new motorcycle chicks, and the racist twins. <laughs> and the only ones that you see... 
for any length of time are the racist twins. Yeah. And and not even that, not even that much. You have to like go back and watch it again to figure out what both of their names are. Did they have names? They did. One of they they refer to each other at one point in the movie. I remember one of them is Mudflap. I don't remember what the other one is, and it doesn't matter. Really? It really doesn't. Um really? Yeah, I had a problem with that. Just it was the action. Okay, this is this is why I said it was really boring. It's the same as the first Transformers movie. Well, actually, I, I should say it's the same as every Michael Bay movie ever done. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, "Hey, that's fine. That's a big popcorn flick," and that's why you go you go for the explosions and the action. But when the first time the Transformers movie came out, the first one, everybody's like, "Ooh, how are you going to transform the cars?" And it's really cool to see that action mm-hmm. take place. Okay, this time, what did we get? We got transforming robots fighting. Already seen it before. Yep. Okay, we get slow motion shots, Michael Bay slow motion shots. We've seen those before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heroic stand up and face, you know, the challenge in slow motion. Seen that before. Uh, hot girl, dressed skimpily. Seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The explosions and lens flares. We've seen all those before. There's nothing. Horrible racist comic relief <laughs> characters. <laughs> We've seen those before. Oh, come on. What okay. about the Autobot who humped her leg? That was terrible, too. It was just like sophomore uh, shenanigans. And, and and that's the worst part about it. How many how many testicle jokes were there in this movie? How many times yeah, did there they was say the dog balls, on dog. scrotum, or testicles in that movie? Seriously, if you take a drink yeah. every time, actually, you'd enjoy the movie a lot more, probably. <laughs> yeah, you've got the dog on dog humping at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You've got the little uh, Decepticon robot hum- humping Megan Fox's Here's leg later when, on. When, when the, you've got when the... the the big ball, yeah, uh, devastators testicles, like and, the, the the ball bearing things, and then uh, what's his name standing around in his spe- in his uh, jock strap, right? And Megan Fox lands on um, irrelevant roommate's oh, yeah, crotch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when they teleport to Egypt. Um, at the beginning, when the when the old spark shard, which wasn't you know whatever, flares up, one of the one of their appliances turns into this little Decepticon that has a giant dick gun. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but there was a I little Decepticon with a gigantic penis gun. Was it a vibrator or something that I have, was in the kitchen? I, I think it was supposed to be a blender, but it turned. It was something. <laughs> but it seriously turns into this little robot with a yeah. giant dick that's shooting stuff out. It's awful. Awful. The little go-kart, the little um, uh, RC yeah, or yeah, yeah. remote control Decepticon guy. Right, right. Um, he farts fire every yeah, yeah, once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Why? There's not even any combustion in in a in a radio control car. It's so stupidly gratuitous. Yeah. What about the acting? What Matthew? acting? Matthew? Um Well let me put it to you this way. The whatever they use to animate Megan Fox this time is slightly more expressive than it was in the first movie, but I blame that on the technology. Whereas the Shia LaBeouf bot is equally awful to everything else he's ever been. Well, in. it's just like I was waiting for him to say, no, 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 no. And sure enough, not even five minutes into the movie. No, 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 no. And it's like, God dang it. Why can't you guys? Why you? I, this is the thing. Michael Bay is listening to everybody's comments and saying, well, you people that are commenting negatively just don't appreciate the summer blockbuster film for what it is. Okay, if there are so many critics that are negative about it, why are you not changing? Why are you not saying, okay, That's... look, as a director, Shia LaBeouf does say this a lot. Maybe I should just tell him, eh, knock off about 10 or 20 of those no's as you're trying to <laughs> deliver your lines. 
unless that's intentionally how it's written. I mean, if the screenwriters, uh, what's his name, uh, Kurtzman, Ortez, and, and who else? Who I forget what their names are. But if they're physically writing out, no, 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 no. And you can just see Shia LaBeouf sitting there with a script. One, two, three, four, five, nine, ten, fifty. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, so the acting was terrible. I thought. Um, there's no time. There's no time. You're right. There isn't. There is. There is no okay, acting. Is... All the all the acting is people looking surprised at things. <laughs> Matthew and I will now reenact a scene from Transformers between Shia LaDoof and Megan Fox. And uh, for the sake of this, I will play Megan Fox. <laughs> oh, oh, Shia, please tell me you love me. Uh, what? Oh, come on. You know you want to say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to break up now. <laughs> Hello, I am a sexy robot. Make you're out with me. With a, you're making out with a sexy robot, Shia LaBeouf. How and you know what else? You? you know what totally sucked about that? It's like, okay, apparently there's this huge Decepticon plot to break up two stupid children, <laughs> right? It lasts three seconds. She walks in. She sees them. She's heartbroken. She turns into a killer. She, she turns into the, the thing from Species, except as a robot, <laughs> yeah. and attacks both of them, at which point, you know, the girlfriend should have been like, oh, she was a killer robot. Right now, uh, Matthew or Rodrigo, who have more Probably Transformer knowledge than, than we I'm do. I'm too angry to talk anymore. How many uh, human cyborg robots are there in the Transformers? Were there ever anything like that? There were pretenders. And then that's probably what this girl was? Late, late in the comic book run. And a pretender basically was a human-sized robot who had synthetic shells. But it came out right after the Terminator movie. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. Where they did the thing where Arnold, you know, they had the the flesh on on the skeleton. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Yes and no. They they were never they were like they were less popular and less known than the headmasters, as far as I'm concerned. What but, about the uh, Beast Wars? <clears throat> you know, we did get to see him? we did get to see a beast a beast monster in there. Was he? I, I think it was primate. A, I, no, I no, it was the primal. It was the, it, it was what the that cougar was. I think what that was supposed to be. It wasn't a Beast Wars thing. What that was supposed to be is uh, Soundwave's little tape play, tape that turns into a dog or a cat. Ravage. Yeah, that's Ravage. That, and that's actually what it was. That was Ravage. Oh, okay. Looked like a giant tiger to me, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, here's there were three good things about this movie. Okay. Devastator. Which was which one? The the Constructicons. Devastator into... is the giant Constructicon mobile right. bot. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, you don't get to meet the Constructicons. There's no time. But well, that you see scene, them jumping off the boat that, at the that... beginning, and then they form together and suck up a bunch of sand until exactly. the little racist robot fights his way out, and exactly. then uh, John Taturo fires a missile at his balls. Right. Okay. So that transformation sequence I thought was good. Okay. Um, the second thing that I thought was good. What were you we just talking about? Beast oh. Wars. Um, Soundwave being a satellite. I like that. That was, was a fantastic cool. idea. I like that. Great that, idea. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's and, better than him being, you know, a tape deck and going from forty feet tall to exactly. five pounds. <laughs> and and lastly, and I've talked to some people who didn't like it, but the the, the Optimus power up scene where he gets a bunch of jet parts attached oh, to yeah, him, yeah. and it's because you know it's a little Voltron moment, right? That I liked. I didn't care for that. Everything. Yeah. Now, Nobody was that in the does. cartoon series? 
Did he uh, did he get an upgrade thing like in the movie sequence? In, in where, Beast Wars, where the actually, old uh, the old what was that guy called? The old uh, jet uh, fire jet fighter guy he said, "Take my parts, Optimus." <laughs> yep. I jet fire in the cartoon series was not exactly the same. Jetfire was a Decepticon who became an Autobot, mm-hmm. but Jetfire was like bizarre, strange thing. I don't remember exactly how it worked. I, uh, uh, but he was ahead. never, I'll tell you this, he was never an SR-71. So. <laughs> I enjoyed, if there was one part that I enjoyed that I thought was, oh, no, that's kind of clever, was the nanoparticle Decepticons, all the little ball bearings that went down the tunnel and then formed into a robot, which we saw for all of two seconds exactly. before right. the army started blasting. I was I watched that sequence. I was like, now that's clever. And I like from the particle physics part of the animation. Mm-hmm. I like how all the balls were coming together and connecting. More but then balls. all of a sudden, but then, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, you know, they melted, which I, I thought at that point when it turned into the blade or whatever, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of where it falls apart for me. But I did like mm-hmm. that sequence. Well, I kind of wish they had just stayed as ball bearings. Yeah, I would have liked that too. I would have, because then they could have done a really cool fight sequence or something where you punch it and it's just like hitting Sandman, you know? It's exactly. Just, it punches yeah. and, into and all these little ball up, bearings and then it you know, comes it, back together. Yeah, it keeps and, morphing into different things as opposed to like. Because you can tell that he was just sitting there, and his his artists were just coming up with all these awesome sketches, right? No, I, I have a feeling it was Hasbro was coming up with all these sure, ideas, sure, whatever, and the, saying Michael Bay some, put this in your movie, and it's that's entirely possible. And he was like, everything that came in front of him, he was like, okay, okay, oh, awesome, hey, I really like these Mini Cooper robots, but uh, give one of them a gold tooth, give the other one really big ears. Yeah, make their faces, oh, we'll say a little bit more minstrelish, maybe. And yeah. uh, we'll have them voiced by those guys who want to be the Waynes brothers. Go. Well, no, who was wait, 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 wait. We that? have to make sure that they can't read and that they make a joke about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, who who did the voice? That wasn't uh, Chris, not Chris Rock, um, the guy from the uh, Jackie Chan. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Chris Tucker? To Chris I Tucker. Chris Tucker? I, I will look. I actually have not, unlike the first movie where I looked up tons of stuff about it after I saw it. This one, seriously, I walked out of that theater and I, I was seriously thinking that maybe I should have just seen Up again. There were, there were two movies in all of my lifetime that I have almost walked, gotten up and walked out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was Dick Tracy uh, when it came out, and but I was in Florida at the time. And the movie theater tickets were, because we were seeing it at a big Disney theater and it was really close to premiere weekend, cost us like 12 bucks to get in. Yeah. Plus your concessions. Right. And the only reason I didn't get up was because I spent 12 bucks and concessions to go and see that movie. So I said, okay, let's wait mm-hmm. it out. Um, the other movie that I almost got up and walked out on was this movie because it was just so boring. But I said, okay, I got in for 650 but I spent $15 on concessions, and that was a drink and a bag of popcorn. I'm not going to leave after spending all that money. And so I stuck around and... Uh, See, I totally walked out on Space Chimps. Yeah, and I watched about five minutes of that last night on mm-hmm. television and said, no. Even Shada was, my wife was like, I, that doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. It's a, another not great movie. Apparently one of the voices of uh, the racist twins was SpongeBob SquarePants, Tom Kenny. Oh, Tom Kenny? Really? Okay, I can yeah, see that. The other one is someone named Reno Wilson, with whom I am unfamiliar. Oh, he was in Buckaroo Banzai, I think. 
No. Oh, that's Remo Williams, the destroyer. <laughs> no. Is it John Big Boutet? <laughs> no. No, that's um John no. Lithgow. John Lithgow He was apparently no, uh, Theo's John best Small friend Berries. in season five <laughs> of uh, the Cosby show. John uh John B- Big Booty was uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, John Warfin was uh, John uh, Lithgow. Gotcha. Well, who was John Smallberries? There was there. Uh, he was one of the guards at Yo-Yo Dime Propulsion Systems because gotcha. when the uh, vice president or the defense guy comes gets off the bus, he they won't let him. He says, "What is your name, John Smallberries? <laughs> and your name is John Yaya." Uh, so back to Transformers. Obviously, why? Buckaroo this is Banzai, much more entertaining. Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension, a superior movie by far. Now we say this, and all three of us. I, I'm going to guess, Rodrigo, you're giving this a big thumbs down. I am, and I am so sad about it. And Matthew, so sad. I'm guess you're giving this a big thumbs down. I'm going to give it three thumbs down. I'm going to borrow one of Rodrigo's. And I'm going to give it a big thumbs down. Yet everybody, when I put up my one-word review up on Twitter, and again, if you're not following the Major Spoilers up on Twitter, twitter.com slash Major Spoilers, I'm putting up some one-word reviews of things that I've watched or read or whatever. I put up a one-word review of Transformers, and people were like, how can you say that robot-on-robot fighting is not doesn't make a good movie? Well... Yeah, if I want to see robot-on-robot robot action, I can go to the internet. I'm sure there's a porn site for that. Nice. Um, but I want, I want some story. You know, I want some story. Yeah, definitely. And if I just want to watch a bunch of battle sequences, I can go up onto YouTube and see every fan-created machinima that's out there. I mean, in the, in the, first, in the first movie, they introduced five Autobots. Right. And it was pretty cool. You got to see them transform, and you got to see, see how you got, they. You got to see their copy. personalities and yeah. stuff. What the hell are Ratchet and uh, and Ironhide doing all movie? Nothing. All they do is show up late to save Optimus. It was so disappointing. And they don't save Optimus, do they? They let well, him no, die. No, they do not. They get split right down the center. You know what? If you want to see a movie with a quest for the Matrix and a death of Optimus Prime, I want you to watch the 1986 animated movie because it has three things going for it. One, Orson Welles. It's drawn by people who, you know, actually, some of the art is terrible, and it's still better than the set design on this film. Two, you actually have some character interaction, and you have some character moments. There is acting in this film. I agree. Scatman Brothers is in that film. And three, and this is most importantly, it doesn't have a tacked-on happy ending. It doesn't have all of this, you know bizarre weird shit going on like you oh, know God, the I'm thing like... that really frustrates me is the story about why jolt is in the movie do you know why jolt is in the movie which one is jolt jolt's the little blue one who turned into oh, the that little weird... uh, rc one that's humping <laughs> that... the leg the blue one who uh, i don't know that he did anything no he just the said, reason... oh this is the old language you oh, you gotta go see the reason knows. the reason that Jolt is in the film is because Chevy wanted to show off the, their new design. That's a new Chevy that they're oh, trying to sell. I see. Yeah. And the thing about it is it's it's like some sort of hybrid car or some shit. Well, you know, the Bumblebee car, and we saw him driving it, down the it street It was added the to the movie after mm-hmm. the pre-production began because Chevy apparently gave them an ass load of money ah. to say, hey, let's put one of these cars in this movie and, and really pimp it up. Well, you know, they did that, that with... sucks. They did that... In uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, that's why uh, that's what the, the, the Fantastic a, Car had the Hemi. Dodge Hemi in it. So, yep. uh, you know, I can understand I, if you want to sell out for that, but you know, it, eh, I I was uh, 
I think that, why then are so many people liking this movie then? Is there something that we can figure out in the consciousness well, of the people out there? Are, it depends. I mean, have we all been doped and drugged? No, I think people may go in wanting a big popcorn movie that's exciting that you don't have to think about. But they by now they've forgotten the plot of the first one. So exactly. The fact they that wanted something lot, loud and unobtrusive yeah. that allowed them to sit in air conditioning and eat jujubes. The fact that they don't click together doesn't doesn't bother people because they've by now forgotten the first one. Um, exactly. A lot of a lot. The of, fact that it's the same movie played backwards. It, it kind of is. Um, the a lot of the people uh, who live around here, a lot of my friends that I've talked to, really liked it, and and they were just like, "Oh, it's fun." There's actions, except for D and D Bryant. He didn't like it, <laughs> so he's cool in my book. Um, but it, it's just um. You know, a lot of explosions, and you know, there's tons of movies if that I, are crap. You know, I if, mean, Steven Seagal has been cranking out movies forever, and people love them because all he, all it is, is fight, 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 explosion. Yeah, with the same plot sort of layered underneath a little bit, right? Or maybe sprinkled. I on guess top. I suppose you know, like from a delicious the... donut that Steven Seagal mm, wants to eat. Donut. Um, you know, I suppose if you just wanted to turn your mind off. And just enjoy something that's big and spectacular. And has a lot of nut jokes. <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's the crowd that they're going after. I mean, you you know, there's a lot of, uh, I don't, I can't say studies, but I know that there's a lot of talk that dick and fart jokes sell. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they, they certainly sold in this movie, already making over $420 million worldwide in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a third movie on the way. They should give there it to you go. me. What would you do different with Transformers? I actually, um, we uh, and and this this who knows when this is going to come out. But before we did the D and D podcast, right? So the D and D podcast will probably come out starting on Monday for you listening, depending on when you're listening. Right. Um, I was sitting at the Arby's uh, at Arby's talking with D and D Brian mm-hmm. about what I would do differently with Transformers, and just right there, I came up with three pitches that he thought were actually better than what we saw. Okay, so give us pitch number one. Michael Bay, please pay attention. All right, pitch number one. Rodrigo at Majorspoilers.com. Pitch number one, um, Starscream flies into space and comes back with a slew of new um, Decepticons. Yeah. Kind of like we saw them right now. Right, right, right. Um, Simultaneously, two, maybe three new Autobots show up on Earth. Okay. Um heeding the uh the call of Optimus Prime. This this happens like Moments maybe after. one month after the movie. Just originally. like we saw in the movie. Right. But not to the point where they fully militarize the Autobots. Oh, okay. Um the one of the new uh Autobots is Hot Rod, who feels that the Autobots should be taking the fight to the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Um, Optimus Prime is like, no, 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 no. We need to focus on relationship with the humans. We need to fend off any attacks, but we do not need to perpetuate this war, blah, blah, blah. So there's a rift between the Autobots. Mm. Um, we'll say Ironhide goes over to Hot Rod's side. Right. And that's what he did in the movie, kind of. He wanted kind to of. fight. He, wanted to, he wants to fight. Right. And and uh, the beef, which, which is funny. <laughs> and, um, and Bumblebee are caught in the middle, and it becomes a movie about... Actually, both of them sitting down and talking it out and figuring out which side they should be on. Should they be on the aggressive side or should they be on the kind of... Um, Passive-aggressive side. On, uh, yeah, on the reactive side. Uh-huh. Um, Bumblebee kind of did that, though, in this movie, if you think about it. He really, yeah. really wanted to stay with, with Ladoof. Right. But he was like, okay, I guess if I have to go fight, 
I'm going to I'm going to steal as many Tom Hanks quotes as I can. And that's and that's it. And that's the movie. That's your movie right there. It's a, okay. There's a big fight and the whole movie Between revolves Autobots? around Autobots. An Autobot. They don't. Autobot they don't fight? ever. Well, maybe they come to blows once. Okay. And then realize that they have to pull together mm-hmm. to fight off the biggest offensive. Megatron okay. does not come back. It's yeah, all Starscream. Have... Would you have? You, brought... you get to see Starscream be the 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 gutless commander that he is. He sends Decepticons in to freaking die and always just runs off in the nick of time. Right. And that develops the character of a bad guy who is like that. Yeah, they really didn't develop the Starscream character they that didn't much develop in any this characters. movie. I mean, you could tell he was like, oh, master, sometimes it's it's not cowardly to run away and fight. And exactly. Time. Would you have brought Megatron back, Matthew? I would, simply because Megatron, well, first of all, they're robots. Robots can't be killed. But I think Megatron is key to the way the Decepticons really function. Decepticons, in my mind, function under the thumb of an all-powerful overlord. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you that foil where, you know, Soundwave is, is always loyal to Megatron and Starscream is always scheming against Megatron. And then you have characters, you know, who can switch sides back and forth. But you can actually put together some some issues in the ranks of the villains without, you know, undermining your film. I think the main problem for me, and again, I am a comic fan old school, which means that you're old. Certain things certain things bother me. Yeah. I'm bothered by the fact that in the first movie, I can't remember which one it is now because that's how completely unmemorable it was. One of the Decepticons took the name of an Autobot from the original series. Barricade? I think it was was either Barricade or Brawl. Mm -hmm. Was there a Brawl or a Brawn? No, there was a Blackout. Okay. This is my problem. Oh, actually, this... yeah, that forklift truck might have been Brawl. Was it? Might have been. Okay. In this movie... <laughs> I don't know because that's how forgettable these two movies are. Definitely. Well, they're, they're not good. <laughs> I like really the not. first one. I will go on record as saying that I actually really enjoy the first one. The, 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 the ratio of dick jokes to um, actual plot and cool action was low enough that I actually did enjoy the movie. Okay. Although Bumblebee peeing on John Turturro definitely did bother me. Yeah. Again. Yes. Yes. Again. It's, I, it's the again I guess makes. my problem with bringing back Megatron was there was no reason to bring back Megatron because Soundwave, right... They already had an, an Overlord. They had the no, Fallen. Exactly. There was no point. Yeah. So and that's he the thing. You bring back orders. Megatron... Only really as as a another layer what, of shit to shovel through. In what's, the what's that of move robots. called, Matthew? In wrestling, we, oh, mm-hmm. a punk out. You just bring Megatron back as a punk out. He's here's yep. a all powerful ruler of the Decepticons. Oh, this guy is way more badass than Megatron ever was. What I refer to <laughs> it is a Liefeld. When you introduce the new terrible, awesome super character, you have to make sure that he takes out the old super powerful awesome character on his way there that proves how super powerful and awesome he is i don't get it i That's guess just me. for me i'm not a big fan of the transformers i think i've mentioned that before mm-hmm. never grew up really liking it uh, the friend that i hung around with in high school was all into gobots and we watched the gobots and the transformers and i was only halfway into what was going on mm-hmm. uh so don't really not invested like you guys might be into the characters 
I purposefully don't read any reviews about the movies, avoiding them before I go see it. Even when I read comic books, I try to avoid reviews unless I need information. If I'm halfway through an issue or something, I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah. This then seems I might familiar. Go some... I should look that up. Yeah. So my dislike, my hatred, I shouldn't say hate, dislike, total dislike of this movie uh, is not based on, well, this is the way everybody else is trending, so therefore you guys are trending that same oh, way. Absolutely. Now, this is my gut feeling as someone who watches a film, cinematically, very nice. Special effects-wise, mm-hmm. very nice. Story-wise, yeah, which is DP. the... Yes, they did. The story-wise, which is the core of any movie. Mm-hmm. Awful. Content is king. It is. So that's why I'm I'm giving it a big thumbs down, and I'm disappointed, and I am concerned about... Well, movie I'll, three. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I I sat there and defended Speed Racer for twenty minutes the other day, right? Because nobody liked it except for me. It seems I watched it on HBO. It was not bad for what it was. <clears throat> it, it really wasn't. It was fun. It was a good time, and it had it had a story. It had a story to yeah, it. Yeah. It had the same had ridiculous story that Speed Racer has always had, and that's kind <laughs> of what you were into. I mean, right, I, that's right. that's what I was looking for, and that's exactly what I got. Right. Um, and nobody else really seemed to like that. Mm-hmm. Transformers is the exact opposite deal. Everybody's loving it. Well, maybe not everybody, but everybody around here that I've talked to certainly did. Yes. Um, but I, you know, I, I was like rolling my eyes. I was rolling my eyes through the entire movie. Like, oh God, seriously, pot brownie jokes? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you know, and again, me not being in, in into the Transformers. First of all, when you have a robot transformed and it's in its robot shape, except for Optimus Prime and maybe Bumblebee, a lot of the other Transformers are not recognizable from their cartoon counterparts. So when people are sitting there going, oh, there's Ironhide or, oh, there's Starscream or, oh, there's, I'm like, looks like a robot to me. And so Mm -hmm. when you got these gray hulking metallic things fighting it out in a forest, I can't tell who's who. Yeah. I can't tell who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. And I can't tell if uh, when Optimus whips out his mighty sword and starts slashing people's heads off, well, who did he kill? Is it a good guy? Is it a bad guy? Nope, nope. Did he get Megatron? No. Oh, no, he didn't. And so it's, you're right. That was, to me, has always been a frustrating part. So Mm. I guess uh, if you're listening to this and you've made it this far, you know that we don't care for the Transformers 2 movie. So sad. Matthew, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? They do get a couple of of positives for me. One of okay. the only things that I liked about the first movie was the return of um, Peter Cullen yeah. as Optimus. Mm-hmm. Frank Welker does return as Soundwave in this one. So that is a, a tick in the plus column for me. All right. All right, everybody. There you go. Transformers 2, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. Uh, we got to save the community center. I will I will write Transformers 3 for you for half of what your writers are writing. How about, a quarter, How about a quarter of it? You'd still be $250,000. Sure. I don't think there were any writers on this film. Didn't Michael Bay and his friends write it in a hotel room? Over oh, yeah, week? because that was the writer strike. You're right. Mm. There was the writer strike was going on. Although, like I said, if we go up to the uh, um, Internet Movie Database, the guys that are writing... Um, Gosh, what are they writing now? I think they they're doing another comic book movie. Uh, writers, the Phantom, the new Robert, Phantom, uh, Robert Orci, Orci, O R C I, um, Alex Kurtzman, and uh, Aaron Kruger are the people that. Uh, nope, I think that we wrote just lost this. Matthew. Yeah, we lost Matthew, but 
uh, but Rob, Roberto Orki, uh, he is writing. Let's see, what is he doing? Cowboys and Aliens, untitled Star Trek sequel. He wrote Star Trek. Yeah. He wrote Fringe. He he was one of the writers behind Star Trek, and then he turns around and, and turns this out. That's because there, you know, you're right. There was no writing. Yeah. I guess it would be easy if, if you're I'm, the guy I'm that wrote sure. Star Trek to turn around and, and, and crank this movie out. I'm sure there were a lot of awesome scenes that didn't even make it into production because yeah. they were like, oh, no, 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 more action. Yeah, probably. <laughs> more action and more jokes. Well, I'm sure the listeners are going to tear us a new one. How dare well, you talk bad about the Transformers? Don't care. You're not Bear in mind, my mind that these are only the opinions of three people. We're not saying that your opinion is wrong for no. liking the movie. We're just saying that you were wrong. Actually, it's the opinion of nine people because I am seven ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> and I can transform from a fat guy into a reclining fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk with you uh, soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Think about a better way If I was hulking green or gray I could just bust through that brick wall Take their comic books away But then the little meat would deal With all the tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on Guess I need to rethink this plan How would I back and board my comics With such huge hands Guess I already told ya What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm Stark Raven, rich like a man of iron, might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the hard cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, whoa, 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 what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009. I am sitting directly under enemy scrotum.